Hello, this is Rudy Giuliani, and uh, this is inside uh, the 2022 election. This is going to be a uh, um, show that we do for the next several weeks, and then we'll switch it over to, believe it or not, 2024. And um, because in a way, this is a prologue to 2024, and we'll, uh, we'll try to uh, give you some of the information that you're not getting confusion about the polls and unfortunately um you know in modern america just like you can't count on uh the news about international affairs or domestic affairs or the economy or uh if there's uh, inflation the press will deny it to protect biden if um if he if he uh makes some terrible m- mistake they'll hide it and you won't find out about it um, or they'll downplay it, or they'll euf- make it into a euphemism. Same thing is true with the election. And, and then there's an extra thing that goes on with elections. And this is, this is not attributable to either political party. It's attributable to both political parties. And I actually think, in a way, it's, it's, um, it's, understand- it, it's understandable. And what I mean, what I mean by that is, uh, for purposes of media, it's much, much better to have a close election than to have an election that is, um, to have an election that is, um, a blowout. So they, they're going to do everything they can to make the elections close, uh, until their, um, until their ideologies and, uh, prejudices take over. And then they've got to call the election like, you know, Fox did for for um, for Biden in 2020 when they called Arizona uh, after about two percent of the vote was in. It turned out that if you believe the vote in Arizona, in fact, you're going to have to believe to believe that vote. You're going to have to believe that no illegal uh, immigrants voted in Arizona, even though they're flooded with illegal immigrants. And even though illegal immigrants are well known to be registered to vote because they have driver's licenses there. But in any event, if you believe that, then uh, Biden won Arizona by 10,000 votes uh, and all of the illegals stayed home and dutifully or all the non-citizens, not even illegals. Um, you know, people who have green cards, but are not citizens are not allowed to vote. However, in Arizona, they all have uh, they all have. Uh, driver's licenses, and you can go get yourself registered just on the strength of a driver's license. Got it? I mean, not much to it. And therefore, uh, if you if you see a, an Arizona vote total for the entire state, and they're pretending that no um, non-citizen voted, they're lying. <laughs> it makes, if you want to get really technical, it makes the vote they submitted to the um, to the electoral college, false. Let's say a hundred illegals voted; those votes should have been taken out. But that's just one point. So, what's at stake in this election? Let's do the overview first, and then let's get right down to uh, a couple of specific races that are going to make the difference. What's well, this is about? The control of the House and the Senate. It's a um, it's really a referendum on Joe Biden. 
which it always is when when, when you have a uh, the first midterm election of a of a president. It's a referendum on Joe Biden because he, I would say, whatever competence or incompetence you see in him, and I see almost complete incompetence, he is the leader of the Democrat Party, and they do what he wants. Uh, he's, in fact, he's passed some very, very dramatic, massive legislation that is really the cause of our inflation on just a pure party line vote, meaning every Democrat stayed in line and voted for him. Uh, One of the things in this election you can discount is any Democrat, incumbent Democrat, voting on the idea that they're independent of Biden because when they had a chance to prove it, they all caved in, including Manchin. So there is no such thing as a Democrat independent of the will of the party, which has become considerably more like a socialist or fascist party than a party in a democracy. But it it certainly has a a discipline that is either admirable or it's a sign of its corruption, depending on how, how you look at it. So you take a person, let's get to a race. There's a very, very important race in, in the state state of Ohio. Ohio um, Ohio uh, is, a, is a race between Ryan and Vance. Ryan is a congressman. You might remember he ran in that very, very large Democrat primary uh, for, for president. Like Tulsi Gabbard, he was... Uh, um, he was attempting to be a moderate then, uh, not as effectively as she did and not as uh, truthfully as she did, because you look at her voting record and you see indications that in many areas she is moderate. Uh, whereas when you look at his voting record, it is astonishingly 100% pro-Biden. He's voted for everything that's brought us the massive inflation that um, we're suffering from. So um, there should be no doubt about the fact that this inflation is entirely caused by the Biden economic policies, the the, um, pandemic relief legislation, and then the additional legislation that was passed as part of that excuse. And um, that legislation was much more in the nature of uh, basically um, so- social social welfare spending, large increases in Obamacare, large increases in Medicare and Medicaid, large increases in uh, dependency programs, uh, such such increase such large increases that in many cases people were making more money uh, on welfare and staying home than working, which has become a bit of a problem in getting people back into the workforce. So that race is a is a is a is a race that is in the too close to call category. It's a race where uh, it's gone a bit back and forth, but Ryan has had a small lead up until about two weeks ago, and now Vance. And now Vance is beginning is beginning to open up a um, beginning to open up a big lead. 
Like, but when I say big elite, it's within the margin of error. So that's a race that is going to come down. It's going to come down to the. Um, you got to come down to the wire, as they say, and um, and I would I would say. I would say it's going to vote Republican because I think it's going to uh, Ohio. Ohio is going to go back to its roots. And for Republicans, this has been probably the worst two years that we've experienced in our lifetime politically. Programs that are that have been passed have almost uniformly been completely contradictory with our political philosophy. And from our point of view, completely uh, contradictory to what we regard as the American way of life. Uh, Dependency. And uh, so that's the first race for us to look at. I'm going to, during the course of this show, and then the the, uh, the, uh, next week we're going to have, um, because this is our maiden voyage, and I just wanted to sort of get out an explanation of the election with the first one, we'll have on a guest that can give their, and someone who's working on the elections, so they can give their kind of inside view of it. But I wanted to pick out the, I would say the five, and I think I can get it down to five uh, Senate elections that'll make a difference. It's harder to do that with the House. There are just too many races to pick up uh, the five or six that, uh, that make, that make, a big difference, but uh, the House, I think, is more securely going to be in Republican control, and it, 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 I would say that would be at a conservative minimum of about 20 votes to could be a very substantial number of votes, and we'll go over some of the key races there, but um, before we take our first call, let me tell you the races that I would say are the ones that um, that you have to watch, and you have to watch very carefully. And if you are uh, able to, and you have strong feelings about this, these are the people to donate to. These are really going to need the money in the last couple of days, either for ab- advertising or for getting the vote out, which uh, in some ways at this stage of an election may be more important. Uh, I would put Georgia right at the very top. I would say Georgia is uh, um, uh, it's listed it's listed in a number of the uh, in a number of the um, maps and, and and analysis. It's listed as a toss up state. Uh, really, if you want to be uh, um, analytical and you want to look at really honest and you want to look at all of the polls up to this date, you would have to say there's a slight edge there for um, for Walker's opponent, Reverend Warnock. And uh, I would say Walker's scandals have caused that. He, you know, he came into the race um, like a god from his football career, uh, very much respected in the state of Georgia. I know Herschel for a long time. 
and he is a whatever the truth or 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 um or falsity of the allegation he is a very good man but um these scandals particularly the paying for the abortion allegedly and the son uh coming out against him and uh, i'd like you to remember uh, uh although this might be a, a more serious charge but i'd like you to remember that joe biden um had a woman that came forward and said that he she is she was assaulted by him sexually um and she was quite credible and she was the one woman that we don't believe you know you're supposed to believe all women according to according to the woke uh, uh scripture uh, but she was the one that was lying although her story sounded awfully persuasive and his behavior which we could go into in another time I'm a bit of an expert on that, having a computer and the hard drive. His behavior certainly suggests someone who has uh, something a little wacky going on there, smelling hair, very strange behavior with the little children. And then right on the hard drive, we've got his son saying that he's a danger to children. He, the hunter, is a danger to children, about which um, uh, Joe did nothing, even to protect his grandchildren. I, I do one diversion, and then I'm going. I'm going. I'm, I'm, I'll get back to this. Do you ever consider what a what a what, what a really uh, horrible human being uh, Biden is? I don't know how many of you listening are fathers, but if you are, and you had a child, I would consider like 17, 18 years old, still a child, and they had uh, an addictive personality, a tendency to have problems with drugs or alcohol. The last thing you do is put them into a crooked basically organized crime type business. That's what he was in. You don't know that because you haven't had a chance even now to really see the whole hard drive or analyze it all. Even parts of it now are being euphemistically uh, not touched. They don't, they don't spend an awful lot of time on Hunter's explanation of the conspiracy, which is summarized in a text to his daughter in which he says that for 30 years, I've been taking care of all of the expenses of the family, and I still have to give Pop, my father, 50% of all that I earn. reason for that is the money really is Joe's, which, of course, any person with half a brain would realize. The uh, organized criminal and murderer, uh, Mykola Zloshevsky, uh, who ran Burisma, the company that employed Hunter, was surely not going to pay 8 to $10 million to a uh, guy who just gotten thrown out of the military for being a drug addict. When, in fact, uh, the more natural conclusion would be that he was paying it to a man who was the vice president of the United States and had just been named the point man for Ukraine by Obama and had a control of all the money going to Ukraine. So um, I would say that information's at a premium here because we're going to try to make sure there's no... Uh, suppression of evidence uh, or, or, or there I am back in court uh, no suppression of information that after the election is over you say to yourself like with the hard drive a lot of people did ranges from 10 to 25 percent who say if we had known what a big crookie he was we would not have voted for him so election number one now of course we're going to go over these more detail put people on who know them and have you a uh, question to me about them but uh Walker and Warnock. Um, 
I'm not going to give you a prediction on that yet. Uh, I mean, I could, but I, I don't think we've talked about it enough. And I don't think it's obvious enough. There are a lot of things going on there that are weird that uh, we, we would have to discuss. Um, so that'd be a pickup. Which, if I have my math uh, correct, if we pick that up and we don't lose anything, we could have the Senate. However, the next one I would put in order of, I don't know, just order of importance, is Pennsylvania, certainly order of interest, because we have a man running for the, for, for the Senate that you put, can't believe is running for the Senate. But how could you believe that Biden is the president when he's completely demented? Fetterman can't talk. I mean, there's no, there's, the guy doesn't meet any of the qualifications to be a United States senator. I mean, there are two things you have to do as a senator, really. One, you got to be able to put your hand up. I guess you can do that. And the second is you got to be able to talk. You can't. <laughs> it's the debating club, guys. He, he needs to translate the language into another. Uh, uh, did you hear Hunter? Uh, Hunter, <laughs> Hunter Biden. <laughs> did you hear the explanation last night of what what is actually going on uh, with this with this um with this equipment that he has what they do is they put it into a language that he can understand because his brain has been jammed up uh, wired incorrectly because of the strokes so he doesn't understand the words as you say them to him, this is at least what, what we're told, and they have to be translated through this software into something he can understand. And then he can respond, um, not well, but he can respond. How can a guy be in the Senate with that? But then let's also look at the rest of it. The guy has never had a job. He's never had a job. Never worked for anyone. He, he gets an allowance from his very rich parents. Uh, the jobs that he did have in elected office, he was a notorious uh, slacker and never showed up half the time at best. Uh, I mean, something definitely wrong with him. Uh, he uh, dr- dresses like, um, I don't know what he dresses like, like some kind of a strange, uh, um, strange ca- character from an offbeat world. Um, and he has very strange ideas. He was in favor of defunding the police. He supports uh, the uh, uh, Krasner, the DA in Philadelphia, who was put there uh, by Soros's millions and who is despised in Philadelphia, even by the local Democratic Party, because crime has gone up in Philadelphia more than any city in the country. And last year, it set a record for homicide. Largest number in the long history of one of our oldest cities, and they are on course to uh, increase that record this year. And uh, this is going to probably shock people in Chicago and New York. They have more murders than Chicago and New York combined, even though they're smaller than both. So that race is of critical importance, surely is to the people, of, and, and, and so is the governor's race between Ma- Mastriano and Shapiro. And Shapiro is just as left-wing as Fetterman. Although Fetterman is kind of like, I mean, Fetterman w- would have been comfortable like it with Lenin. I mean, his ideas are extremely left-wing. He, he just will say things like, we should just 
you know, uh, the prisons are too crowded, too many people. We just let half the people out of prison. Or we should let people out with second-degree murder. He's changed some of these, but this is the kind of stuff that comes out of his brain before he had the stroke. Or before we had the stroke, we got to know about it. Um, so that's, that's going to be a, that's going to be a tough race. Uh, Fetterman has been ahead, um, throughout. Uh, Oz has now pulled, I would say they're in a dead heat. Uh, you're going to find polls where Fetterman is ahead by two. You're going to find polls where Oz is ahead by two or three. You're going to find a couple where they're dead even. Uh, as long as they remain that way, Oz wins. Uh, Trump was four or five behind when he won in uh, 20 and he was six or seven behind when on election night of 2020 uh, he was leading Biden by the landslide a number of 800,000 votes that then somehow miraculously disappeared even though statisticians say that that is statistically impossible but he had a wipeout going on in Pennsylvania so we mentioned Georgia and uh, we mentioned Ohio briefly. Ohio also important. You see, because if you win Georgia, now you have uh, 51 votes, assuming you hold on to everything. However, if you lose Pennsylvania, you lose uh, a Republican seat. And therefore, you're back where you started from. You're at 50-50 with... Um, uh, the vice president who thinks we're allied with uh, uh, North Korea uh, being the deciding vote. Then the next two, uh, one of one we mentioned, Ohio, the Vance uh, Ryan uh, uh, race, and um, in Wisconsin, the Johnson, uh, the Johnson uh, uh, race. Is it is a is is one where he is now uh, uh, beginning to take a probably of these races the strongest lead that we can see about five six percent on Mandela Barnes, who was a very very vocal and strong advocate of defunding the police. Wisconsin is having terrible crime problems, and the um, and the final one that I would put in the category of enormously important is, is a pickup. Uh, and that's Adam Laxalt and uh, Catherine Cortez Masto, who's an incumbent in Nevada. And um, Biden's approval rating in Nevada is below 40%. Um, she, she also had a lead and Laxalt is beginning to develop one. There are lots of other races. We're going to talk about them all, uh, but we're going to go now to our, to our, um, to our first call. Uh, although we're going to have in the next hour, we're going to have just calls. Basically, you know, I'll talk if you don't call, but if you call, you set the agenda. So uh, let's take our first call. Rob? Okay. Remember, yes. this is. Yes, it is. Uns- Rob, remember this is uncensored. You can say anything you want except dirty words. Oh, okay. All right. Well, <laughs> maybe you can say those too. Huh? I'll have I'll have to work my way into into the getting used to the platform if that's that's the case. 
But uh, yeah, I know we're all yes, yeah, so we're all we're all trained to be politically correct, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yes, yep. Um, so so yeah, this is Rob. Um, I, I, I saw you just a couple days ago at um, the uh, mass over in uh, Long Island for Bernie. Oh, the mass for Bernie McGurk. Yes. Yeah. When I, yeah. I when when the mass was over out in front of the church, I had come out. I saw you. I came over to you, shook your hand. And and I, I think you did remember this is Rob from Secaucus, you know, overlooking yes. the giant stadium. Uh huh. Yep. And I, 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 I've, I've been following. Sure. I've been following you uh, a lot, uh, Rudy. I think you're the greatest communicator that's on the radio right now. The, you know the, the style of talking, which is pretty much straightforward and to the point. Even even in you know, in spite of the the requirement to be politically correct and everything, but you're still able to say it the way it is. And something that you said, I'll tell you, uh, uh, on the way home from um, the church the, the other day, while well, I had a few things to do before that, but by the time I was going through Manhattan, you were on the air and I was listening to you and you said, yeah, I rushed before. back. I rushed back. Great. Yeah. I couldn't believe you were, <laughs> I couldn't believe you were on the air. I was, I was happy. You know, because the, the, the show was amazing. It was just, a, you were on fire. You were on fire. You were hitting all the, checking all the boxes. And it was, you said something profoundly beautiful and true. You said, and I, and I think you're trying to speak lately, I noticed, which I think is the right thing to do, is to speak to the Democrat voters. How many, however many happen to be tuned into the station, or I think it's a percentage, yeah. maybe 10 or 20%, right, whatever that number is. But, and, and you said to them, if you want there to be a future for the Democrat Party, vote Republican. And I don't know if people understand what that means, but what that means is that at the current trajectory, because I got it, at the current trajectory, there won't be a Republican Party or a Democrat Party. There'll uh, there'll be some regime, some uh, totalitarian regime that comes and takes over before before we know it, if things keep going in this direction. Well, I mean, I think I I, I don't I mean, I don't want to be an alarmist or or unrealistic or a conspirator, whatever. But we, uh, right. if you if you look at things, we are in some ways a totalitarian regime. Certainly, from the point of view of censorship. So I have a podcast yeah. out right now, and what I did in the podcast was I just listed ten subjects that we can't talk about, and I have them on a board, and and I say these are ten subjects that if you talk about them, you are in fear of losing your job, losing your friends being castigated and humiliated in the press. And now you're uh, uh, in fear of being put under criminal investigation by the politicized uh, FBI. That's not America. I mean, if, if, if I go and advocate for the fact that uh, the election in Pennsylvania was stolen, uh, I'm causing a riot or something. They'll start investigating. Yeah, I mean, well, you know, or how about parents? I, parents, parents who don't want their kids to have their sex change and not be told about it. Right. I mean, that used to be common sense, you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and and basic human rights. <laughs> yeah, and so I think the job, our job, is to educate the voter, even maybe republic, even even maybe Republican voters too, because. You know, part of this um, lunacy that's going on 
is the, is the let's say the, the past 20 years of a substandard education system which has made sure to turn the society's brains into marshmallows and and they can't see clearly you know so and i think it's important not to point the finger at the democrats because the second within two milliseconds that they feel that they're being attacked they immediately go into this you know denial mode they they they, they put up a shield they don't want to hear nothing so Perhaps I thought we could explain what's going on by using somebody like Mitch McConnell as an example, use him as a scapegoat because he's a useless rhino anyway, and, and, and accuse them of being in, in, involved in, in propagating. Um, why, and and as, as long as that message gets out there and people have a moment to ponder it, to consider that, so what, really what I'm saying is that people, I think, need to be educated about how, how totalitarianism takes over. It's a very interesting thing, and, and I'm, news correspondents use the word totalitarian all the time, but they never explain to society what that really means and how it uh -huh. works, the, the mechanisms of it. And when you look at the mechanisms of how totalitarian, it might, sure, it might take a generation or two for them to get their filthy claws underneath the society, but they eventually do it because they, you know how they are on the left. You give them a finger, they want the hand. You give them a hand, they want the arm. They never stop wanting. They take and take and take, and they don't want to give anything back. It's it's just a strange mentality. Well, you look at you look at you look at um, uh, uh, just the whole very very tense and, and, and difficult subject of abortion. But uh, abortion, when you go back to uh, you know Clinton, Clinton thought of it as you know it should be li uh, limited and. Uh, infrequent and uh th what they did was the slippery slope operated i mean when ab abortion yeah. started even blackman sort of conceived of it as in the early months uh before before uh I mean, he he of course he didn't have the benefit of the new science where we now know that the uh, human being begins to form much much earlier and actually, with the with the help with the help of modern medicine, can survive at, at fourteen, fifteen weeks. The most, so, the, most profound thing about, the most profound thing about abortion, I think, is if you took somebody, if you looked at somebody who was uh, supporting the idea of this madness with abortion, and says, "Well, what if it was you? What if you were the subject of the said abortion?" going back 20 or 30 years, however old that individual might be, would you then still say, you know, what if that person themselves, individual, was going to be the victim of an, an abortion? How would they have felt yeah, that it then? It is amazing to talk to people, um, and I, I know you've probably met some I have, who uh, were going to be, were, were, were possibly going to be aborted, and their, their parent or parents decided to have them. It's really, it's really interesting, you know, um, because you think they just never would have had a life. It's, right. it's, uh, it, I mean, it's a very profound subject on both sides. If it, you know what, and, and it, I, I, I was, I was willing to tolerate um, uh, after lots of thinking about it, and I was willing to tolerate like a short period for um, women to make up their minds. Uh, and then, okay, we're not going to kill him. Uh, do you know what really turned me off? When New York passed a law under Cuomo 
that you can do an abortion right up to the day the child is going to be born. It's unbelievable. Uh, and they cheered. They, they cheered. Yeah. They There's had a standing ovation. Them. They had a standing ovation like it was, the, like it was the, uh, you know, a New Year's celebration. Like I, 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 and I said to myself, this could be one of the reasons why our society is so immoral. Uh, we've lost the concept of the dignity of human life. The thing, things like this are explained by people who are better at doing it than me. And it, the, the, you remember I had talked about that um, Fox Nation thing that Tucker did with that uh, professor from Belgium. His name was Matthias Desmet. And he explained it, he, he explains how mass formation, this is really what we got. I got to go back to mass formation because I, I tell you, it's definitely what's happening here. And there's previous history has examples of it. And the most recent one, I think, was in 79, where he goes on to explain that the people in Iran would gather out in the streets and point at the moon because they felt that there was a portrait of the Ayatollah or something. And it was the signs of mass formation. And then there was a woman who actually turned her own son into the state and then... Uh personally put the noose around his neck and and when he was hung to death she proclaimed herself a hero yeah i mean it's it, 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 it's it's it, that's an interesting thing to study because in a way it's almost yeah. like uh, ma- mass insanity it is and it's you know it's like mass it's like it's like someone who has some form of very serious schizophrenia and thinks they're in another world they live in another world absolutely there well, I'm glad we, I'm glad we had a chance. You see, how, how this is so much better on this on the on the uh, internet because we can we can really have a conversation and get beyond just a little soundbite, and you learn something from people like we have from you. So keep keep stick with us because you're helping me educate people. Okay, I'm going to Rudy. I, I think you're the you know we that's, that's great, our main great. that's our main goal. Our main goal right now. I mean, that's all we can. People say, well, what can I do? What can I do? Well, of course, you have to vote. Uh, and you got it, and you and you have to do your part, even if you can't do it in an organized way, uh, like with a party or something. Got to do your part to make sure that other people vote. We all know people. Just make sure they vote, because I, look, I don't know how much they're going to they're going to cheat. The Democrat Party has been cheating since the last since two centuries ago. I'm not making that up. A guy, I mean, they, they don't even cover this stuff. A guy just got convicted in Pennsylvania of, of, of you know, how many people get convicted in Philadelphia of, of election fraud? It's like, uh, it's, it's like a, uh, it's like the industry. It's Pennsylvania, Philadelphia's industry, like Chicago. And, uh, so you want to get as many votes as possible because, you know, we don't cheat and we don't use dead votes. They, they have a tremendous tendency to get the dead to vote for them. You know, it's really interesting. The Democrats get to vote for criminals and dead people. In- interesting. Yeah. Get, try well, to figure I, that out. I, well, Rob, thank you. I, thank I, you very much for calling. I, I think, I, Are you I think a Giants a fan, good... Rob? Well, um, not, not, yeah, I'll watch a game. I can enjoy watching the game. Not, you know, they used to be yeah, the yeah. Giants Stadium. It's now, it's now the MetLife Stadium. They, they call yeah, it I, know, they, I know. They should have separate stadiums. That's ridiculous. <laughs> they should have separate stadiums. I don't like that, but but but, but if they you did, know, probably I'm, I'm, somebody would steal most of the money for it, like Hokel's, like Hokel's. Uh, you know, you know, there's, there's so much corruption that nobody could get anything done anymore without you know. A, yeah, a, a, I mean that thing. That thing. 
I think she had to pour in four billion more bucks in order to pay off everybody to get it done so that her husband can make a couple million dollars. Well, yeah, what, what happened well, to our you. society, boy? When, when we had people like you in charge, that's why life was so much nicer for people. People enjoy. I'm a pretty good judge of character, I think, and you mm-hmm. are a great man, Rudy. I know you don't want to hear it. I, it's it, you know, people complimenting all the time, but you, you're just such a, a great communicator. Uh, do you ever have any downtime at all? I can't imagine. Oh, I do. I do. Absolutely. I have wonderful. The other night, my little granddaughter came over. We had so much fun. Uh, yeah, yeah, I get plenty of downtime, and I took a trip to uh, New Hampshire to uh, look look at the look at the leaves. And I think I may I may or may not go this weekend to help Bulldog, who's the candidate up there, which we're going to talk about in a minute. But thanks, Rob, and keep keep in touch. Now you keep hanging in there. I'll all right, we yes, need your help, Rudy. Thank you so much. Yes, okay. I'll, I'll talk to you soon. Thanks for taking my call. Thank you. So uh, the phone number, which he remembered, is 888-627-6008. That's, that's, a, um, that's a toll-free number, 888-627-6008. And, uh, and then if you call uh, outside the United States, it's 323-724-4841. So as long as we mention Bulldog, let's not, let's not lose track of that race. Um, that's uh, Bulldog and Hassan. Now, Hassan is the senator from New Hampshire. She is a she is a another Vance, hundred percent. No, I think she's ninety seven percent. So I want to be accurate. She's ninety seven percent vote with uh, Biden. So she's a vote for Biden. She's a vote for Schumer. Remember. Even if you like one of these senators and you say, oh, my goodness, you know, it's like Manchin, who, by the way, turned out to be a really a double crosser. But in any event, you know, he'll vote occasionally the right way. That really doesn't matter because he cast the one big vote the day it all begins. And the one big vote is for the leadership and the and the chairman of the committees. So when you're voting for, let's say you like. um Let's say you like Ryan because he's a, he acts like he's a little more moderate, uh, or somebody else who who fools you into being uh, into the fact that they're a moderate, like Biden did. That doesn't matter. It's just what you're voting for. You're voting for uh, Schumer uh, as the as the head of the Senate, which means he's going to cut off any legislation that hurts Biden, anything that limits Biden. And, uh, and, and they can get through some things, which is, you know, one vote. Pretty things that get pretty, I mean, they've got, they've gotten things through that kind of bankrupt us. So it's an important vote. It's not, it's not, um, it's not just nothing. <laughs> you're, you're, you're when you vote for a Democrat or a Republican, you are voting for the majority leader. The leadership, and even maybe more importantly, you're voting for the, all the chairman of all the committees and the control of the committees. And um, like, if you vote for a Democrat in the House, you're voting for a continuation of the completely corrupt January 6th committee, which uh, somehow gets good publicity. It's filled with liars. Those are all the liars who who said I was a Russian uh, agent. 
when I when they know when they know I wasn't because they wanted to cover it up so they could elect their friend the crook as president. Those are the liars who perpetuated the uh, frame up of Donald Trump on the on 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 the um, Russian collusion, which turns out to be not just untrue but paid for. How how can how many times do they have to lie to you, and how many times do I have to tell the truth? For people to believe me and not believe them. When I tell you that they did cheat during the, during the election, big time, and that they are at the, at the top, a thoroughly corrupt political party. Hard to find an honest one. And the ones that are honest are covering up for the ones that aren't. They all know that Biden's a crook. You have to be stupid not to know the Biden. You have to be stupid not to know that the money was intended for Biden. China gave the Biden family, the Chinese communists gave the Biden family $31 million, at least. Now, is Biden stupid enough to give that money to Hunter Biden? For, for what reason? What's Hunter Biden going to do for them? On the other hand, uh, just think of all the good things that Joe has done for them. Uh, he's uh, uh, caved in on, on uh, every issue. He caved in on the their occupation of the islands when he went there to straighten it out. He, he lost. He caved in on getting the tariffs reduced. Now we get into really serious stuff. Uh, he's selling them oil from our oil reserve. He's uh, did away with an air base that's only 400 miles from China. That would be a massive strategic asset, would have been a massive strategic asset for us. Uh, he refuses to take a look at China's role in uh, distributing COVID all around the world deliberately, whether they, they, they did it as a biological weapon or it was an accident uh, that was going to harm them. And they wanted to make sure everybody else was harmed by it so that they weren't. And, you know, the idea that they, they, they were going to kill a couple million people is not going to bother China. Uh, I mean, one of one of Xi Jinping's best days if somebody comes in and says, you know, we just killed about 4 million Chinese. Uh, I mean, altogether, the regime has done 60 to 80 million. So um, I mean, this this whole this whole this whole uh, this whole this whole concept that that if you're if you're in politics, and you know the Bidens are getting millions and millions of dollars from all these corrupt foreign actors. That this isn't a bribe. This isn't an exchange for Joe's use of his influence, like getting the case against. Wasn't this case against him quashed? Case against Burisma, twenty-five, twenty-six billion dollar company that got quashed. That's why he got paid millions. See, m- money gets paid for purposes. It doesn't grow on trees like liberals think. People just don't give it away. It's a very, very rare people, certainly not tyrants. So there's got to be a really tough purpose for that money. It wasn't to have uh, a guy who couldn't stay out of rehab uh, advise you, right? You're all smart enough to get that. And so is everybody in politics. So every Democrat knows that they elected a crook. They don't give a damn because they're in power. They, they in power, and uh, uh, that's the best I can say about them. Some of them don't give a damn because they're doing the same thing Biden did. They're making money. They're making money off the uh, 
off the office that they hold. And uh, therefore, so the races this week to take a good look at to see how they uh, develop. I put five. I put five on the table, and um, and I think I think if you follow those five, uh, the outcome of those five will determine the control of the Senate. Uh, there, uh, the New Hampshire race could be added to that. Boldock and Hassan. Boldock is a general of the army. Boldock is attacked for being too pro-Trump. And for being a, um, I don't, I don't know if he's considered an ultra MAGA fascist, semi-fascist. Um, if he is, I'd like him more. I do like him. Uh, he's considerably, uh, he served our country. I believe he was one of the, I believe he was one of the commanding officers of the group of soldiers that had to learn how to, uh, had to had to had to learn how to um, uh, ride horses in order to go into Afghanistan uh, for, for that original invasion, and we're all told that uh, it was a mission in which there was a very high probability that many of them weren't going to return. People had to volunteer for that, and he he was I think he was I don't know if he was a general then, but I think he was one of the high ranking officers involved in that. Very courageous man. And uh, very, uh, just what you want. I mean, he has your values, or he has the values of uh, a decent person and a decent society. Not, not um, Dem- Dem- Democrats almost seem to support perversion. I mean, I, I, I don't. I, 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 they want to destroy our country. They want to do. They want to. It, 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 but, you know, and I hope you realize that this all comes out of the communist playbook. I mean, Karl Marx uh, is the uh, uh, the originator of the idea to get rid of a country's history and to uh, destroy its heroes. And that's what this election, that's what this election is about. It's about saving that way of life, saving that form of government and making sure that uh, it isn't uh, making sure that it isn't uh, destroyed. I mean, you know they they want to change the Supreme Court, right? They want to uh, do away with the filibuster so we become just pure majority. Uh, Anyone who has spent any time at all uh, studying our history knows the warnings of our founding fathers that a country that is purely a majority country is not a democracy. Now, that seems very, very strange, doesn't it? Um, Hitler was elected by the people. Stalin was elected by the people. In order to be a democracy in which, uh, therefore, there are rules and laws that are going to be followed, uh, there have to be protections. There have to be protections from, uh, uh, against a runaway uh, uh, majority or a propagandized majority, which, you know, you had in those countries and you have in our country. You look at Chicago, uh, 50 years of democratic rule, and every weekend it's a killing field. 
That's a brainwashed population. But why would they keep voting in the same party that's getting the young people of Chicago slaughtered in numbers higher than Vietnam? Wouldn't they take a chance on another party if they weren't brainwashed? Now, same thing in New York. I mean, I told them if you select Adams, the crime's just going to go up. The crime is up 35%. And you do the same thing now with Hochul and New York, which is uh, losing more people than just about any state in the country, is on its way to, to, to disaster. But, I mean, when you're brainwashed, you don't, you don't get to see that. And part of our objective is to unbrainwash them. So if, if you uh, let us know which races you're the most interested in, we will we will spend we will spend time we will spend time on that. So once we cover today, remember New Hampshire. That's uh, Boldock and Hassan, and we co- we covered uh, Wisconsin. Uh, that's jo- Johnson and Barnes, and Johnson is uh, one of my heroes. And I, the others we can uh, we can we'll talk about. If you want to stay tuned, we'll be back in a little while with uh, chat with the mayor, which gives you a chance to call me and ask me anything you want. No restrictions, no rules. Thank you. And we'll be back uh, next week with uh, more details and uh, experts with us this time, that time uh, with regard to the election of 2022.